I'm gonna give you a hand towel. You're gonna drape it over your genitals and just furniture out of the way, <laughs> rest it up on your belly, move it to the side, doesn't matter, right? All right. So just because I don't really need to see what your testicles look like. What's up, guys? We're back. It's the Best Metal in Texas podcast where we interview and have in-depth conversations with local business owners, entrepreneurs, and personalities. I'm your host, Ryan Shuchuk. This is my lovely wife and co-host, but wife first. Thank you. Tara Avery. Um, do us a favor. Listen, if this is your first time watching or you've watched a couple episodes, subscribe. Help us out. Let's beat this crazy YouTube algorithm. Let's let's become famous together. Today, we've got a very special episode. It's our first it's our first doctor. It is. Today we have Dr. Amanda Mo. She is helping us to solve all the pee, poop, pregnancy, postpartum, penis pain, and pelvic floor problems. Whoa. It's a lot, a of, lot peas. of peas. A lot of peas. <laughs> uh, should we say Dr. Mo? Can we, can we call you Amanda? You can call me Amanda. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you're a doctor uh, specifically for pelvic floor. Yeah. Pelvic. Physical therapy, but pelvic floor therapy, right? Yeah, so it's a doctor of physical therapy, and then you kind of get your little specialty branches in whatever niche you're in. And okay. so mine is um, pelvic-related uh, rehabilitation. So pelvic floor, pelvic girdle, that type of stuff. What made you want to specialize in pelvic health? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, so during grad school, they give you all of the basic information Um orthopedic neuro type of physical therapy training and then your last few uh, semesters or year they kind of introduce the specialty niches I would say okay my last year we had a gender health teacher that did pelvic physical therapy and she just had these wild stories that oh yeah oh yeah that kind of made you be like okay what you're doing that (laughs) I remember one sticks like in my head it's really silly but um so it's this older lady she's probably in her 50s pretty conservative and she's talking about how she was doing pelvic physical therapy for a man who had a prostate cancer and surgery she was supposed to go in evaluate him mm-hmm. kind of talk him through some tips to improve his rehab right he was in the hospital so she was newer she went in and she was like oh, okay hi my name is jane doe or whatever and i'm here you know, I'm your pelvic physical therapist. I'm going to teach you about this, this, and this. And her assessment um, was to kind of see his pelvic functioning, which your pelvis is surrounds your holes pretty much. So surround your holes, surrounds your holes, <laughs> okay. right? All right, that makes a <laughs> lot more hole, sense. Your pee hole, your poop hole, <laughs> got it. Your vagina hole, right? All um, of it. Yeah, all of it. So um, she had explained that, and then. Um, you know, was looking to assess this man who just had surgery. She said, yeah, just make sure when you do assess someone, keep a straight face because you never know what you're going to see. And Mm. so I'm like, oh, okay, what? She said that uh, she was looking at his pelvic floor functioning or trying to assess it, and he was kind of draping, but his testicle kind of fell down, and it was the size of a melon. (gasps) Whoa. So I was like, (laughs) so that always stuck in my head as something like, what? You know? I want to see that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. But I mean, it's common for that type of um, surgery because sometimes they take out some lymphatic tissue around the area, Mm. but it, and it does typically go down. But I mean, the size of a melon, she couldn't even see what she was looking for. Like, are we talking like a cantaloupe or like a watermelon? I don't know. Not a watermelon, but like a large cantaloupe. Okay. She, 
used to talk about like patient rehab and their appreciation for pelvic therapy. There's a lot more appreciation when you're helping someone fix their erectile dysfunction or okay. no pain with intercourse versus a 16-year-old who's brain their ankle and like don't care you know what I mean yeah so yeah I think that's what kind of just just for weird stories and then rotations and stuff okay yeah I like that the the weirdness because I would be the same way like Like, uh, whoa no one told us there's no way that I could uh, there's no (laughs) way I could keep a straight face so there's like they'd be like you're you're fired immediately oh you have to get really good at it and you would be shocked when it comes to who comes through your door and what people say that you really have to just poker face not be like i'm talking older men and women engaging in certain activities that you're like okay yep you just kind of move on like and then you leave the room and you're like oh okay (laughs) okay that's what's up it's basically like you have to be like i've heard this a million times like it's it's just it's not shocking second nature yes absolutely and i mean i know when i have to talk to my doctor about things i'm sitting there going like dude i know you've heard this a million times but like me looking you in the eye and telling you (laughs) what i'm about to tell you is weird (laughs) you know what i'm saying and i'm like just talk to your doctor so what is let's start there what is a pelvic floor okay so your pelvic floor is at the bottom of your pelvis. So if you put your hands on your hips, yep, right? Yep. So um, the bones kind of in between are your pelvis. Okay. So there's front bones, back bones, side bones. Okay. So there's a little hammock or a sling that goes from front front to back, side to side. Okay. Um, that's your pelvic floor. So it surrounds your holes, like I said before. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in men, that's your anus and then uh, your taint or your perineum. That's okay. your pelvic floor, <laughs> okay, right? Everybody right. knows that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or I don't know. I've heard a lot of terms over the years, but I usually stick with, I'll say perineum. And if people look at me and they're like, what are you talking about? Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. okay. I get it. You got to go medical first. Right. And then I back Textbook. It up. And then you're like, mm-hmm. you, well, we know. Yes, okay. It's yes, didn't we have this conversation the other day? I f- swear it was you and me. Cause I don't know who else I would be talking about. Yeah. Let's, yeah I, can't wait to this. I can't wait to hear this. But on a woman, the area between is also a perineum, right? Yes. Yes. So okay. it's the same medically in men and women. So (laughs) from your front to your back and your sides, everything in between is your pelvic floor. For men and women, it surrounds your hole. So men don't have a vagina. So that muscle is just hot take. Hot take. (laughs) Got it. That muscle is just fused together. Um, So the same muscle that surrounds the opening of the vagina is just, it's the same in a man, but it's just like this instead of open. That muscle that's like this goes up mid shaft of your penis. Okay, so okay. All right. that's your pelvic floor. I don't um, know why I had to look up and envision it, but I got okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. He's like, hold on, I have to go to the okay. mirror real okay. quick. All right, got, okay. it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, so uh, as pelvic floor physical therapists, we're concerned yeah. um, primarily with that region, but we also kind of zoom out a little bit okay. because it's influenced by other things. So your abdomen and your belly muscles attach into your pelvic floor, your groin go into the sides, your bum over the back. You can have pelvic floor dysfunction and we can talk about you know what that is or what it could be that's influenced by your abdomen or your groin or your back or your bum so so it's kind of its own little subsect of physical therapy that specializes in that region we had this debate earlier Mm -hmm. this morning which was was it kegel or kegel and what did you say earlier it's regional it's really regional (laughs) kegel i was like it can be so i i could do a whole little thing about like the names that i've heard throughout the years please kugel is one love that little old lady do i need to do kugels uh so 
how would one know either male or female if they if pelvic floor therapy was, is something that would benefit them? So there's five main function um, functions of your pelvic floor. One is with sphincteric control, so controlling your pee and your poop. Sorry, I said poop. Gross. No, I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> controlling your pee and poop, uh, supporting your organs. So this one's a little bit more relevant in women. Um, if you've ever heard of a prolapse, that's when you have an organ that is a little bit more droopier in your pelvis. Um, so your pelvic floor helps support those organs. Stability. So it helps. It's a part of your core. So it's the okay. kind of missing piece that everyone forgets about. It's the bottom. So yeah. your core is your belly, your back, and your your diaphragm muscle at the top and your pelvic floor at the bottom, right? Gotcha. So it's part of your core um, sexual functioning. So these, Very important. Yes, Very hello. Important. <laughs> um, the muscles of your pelvic floor become engorged with arousal. With orgasm, they're contracting um, uh, rhythmically. So if you have muscle weakness or tension that can affect your s- sexual functioning, um, and then uh, sump pump, so it's uh, more lymphatic uh, disperse, dispersing gotcha. lymphatic. So like the guy who had the big melon Got testicles, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a melon. lymphatic problem, right? Yeah. Among maybe some other things. <laughs> so so yeah, so when. You think about why someone would come to pelvic floor physical therapy. Really, dysfunction in your pelvic floor or pelvic girdle has to do with those type of symptoms. So if you think about uh, sexual functioning. So in a woman, if you have tension in your pelvic floor muscles, so they're not as mobile or as soft as they should be, remember they surround your opening. So Mm -hmm. You can have pain with intercourse. You can have difficulty with intercourse. You can have trouble peeing because it surrounds your pee tube. You can Mm -hmm. have difficulty pooping. Okay. Okay. And then for a man, if you're thinking sexual functioning, so the front part of your pelvic floor is responsible for getting and maintaining an erection. Okay. So if those front pelvic floor, yes, if those front pelvic floor muscles are too tense or too tight, a lot of times they contribute to uh, erectile dysfunction, either difficulty getting or maintaining an erection or strength of orgasm, things of that nature. So any type of sexual dysfunction, um, sometimes you'll see men with pain uh, with arousal or pain with ejaculation. That's for sure a typically a pelvic floor contributor. Okay. Um, and then when you think about sphincteric control of your pelvic floor or holding in your pee and poop, so any pee and poo problems, so constipation, fecal leakage, gas leakage, man or woman. Yeah. This isn't just like a, a weird night out. You're talking like this is like a <laughs> – this has been going on for a second. You're like oh. – Well, so, I mean, you can have people who've had uh, dysfunction that kind of creeps up and then, you know, the scale is kind of tipped and then they have – you know, symptoms that are bothersome. And, Got it. Um, a lot of times we see people who have had a long-standing history of childhood urinary or bowel dysfunction, and they just thought that that was normal. Okay. You right. know what I mean? Like, like, so yeah. it, it just depends on what's impactful or what what really bothers you. It affects sex, sexual functioning, pee and poo problems. So basically anything. If you're peeing too frequently... So your peeing normal is two to every two to four hours. I was gonna. Ask, I was immediately gonna ask yeah. how many yeah, times. Yeah, I have is a girlfriend normal. who goes like every 
20 minutes. Yeah. So, and so, it's like, okay, and it's so urgent. Yes. Yeah, so she needs pelvic Okay. I'm going to tell her she's in LA. So let me know if you got anyone out in LA. <laughs> I can give me your zip code and I'll find Perfect. someone for her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so something like that, like that is not, that is outside that two to four hour range. Okay. Yeah. That can be associated with certain types of pelvic floor dysfunction. Usually it's going to be more tension based. So, uh, if you have a tighter, less mobile pelvic floor, you're going to get certain types of symptoms. So frequent peeing, strong urge to pee, leakage. You can also have weakness in leakage. And that's mm-hmm. where it goes to like, not everybody gets Kegels because if you gave your friend who's peeing every 20 minutes Kegel and maybe has a tight pelvic floor or peeing every 20 minutes and gave her Kegels, it would probably make her worse versus someone who's Lacks and um, needs actual strengthening. So any type of urinary dysfunction, people who think they have a UTI and they go get tested and it's never a UTI, a lot of times that's tension or not emptying your bladder all the way because of pelvic floor dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And then pain. So for men, this is where it gets fun because it's my favorite thing (laughs) to talk about. Yeah, this sounds fun. Because everybody knows, or they're at least more aware of women with yeah. pain. That's and what I was going to say. Especially like, like after child, like I don't have children. So I feel like it in my mind as like a consumer or whatever, like it makes more sense why women would need it more, but like, but men obviously need it right. too. So I didn't know I had a pelvic floor until yesterday. Yeah. So. If you have a pelvis, you have, that's what I say. Well, you know, if you have a pelvis, you have a pelvic floor. If yeah. you're, you're peeing and pooping, you, you have a pelvic floor, right? But yeah, it's, it started off being more, popular and relevant to women because they go through childbirth and your pelvic floor becomes stretched mm-hmm. and then you can okay. have some dysfunction after birth yeah. or while you're pregnant. So that's definitely the, the most popular sect of pelvic PT. Mm-hmm. So the other, my favorite is kind of the male, male side for men who may need pelvic floor f- physical therapy. Um, most people assume, oh, it's a bunch of old dudes with like leakage or, you know, farting all over the place or whatever. (laughs) Can't poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I would say there's kind of two main categories of men that we see. Okay. And yes, older men, we do see, it's more your prostate cancer, enlarged prostate and some dysfunction because of that. But what really isn't talked about and really well known is younger-ish men. So Mm -hmm. I would say anywhere from 20s to um, maybe early 40s. Most of the men that we see in that age range are going to be pain type of symptoms and urinary symptoms or bowel. So it's going to be like tip of the penis pain, testicle pain, taint pain or perineum pain. (laughs) Sounds Uh, terrible. Erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, uh, pain with any type of arousal or ejaculation, stuff like that. I would say it tends to lean towards more tension-based dysfunction. Have you ever seen someone who's like type A, you know what I mean? And you're like... Oh, right, yeah. Just... I need to take a breath after yeah. like being around her. <laughs> right. So typically someone who is type A tends to have mu- more muscle tension, right? Okay. So a lot of, and they call it type A or anal retentive, right? <laughs> so anal retentive, so yes. tight pelvic floor. They know okay. what they're doing. Right. So men can be that way too, but it's almost sneaky sometimes how they present. Like you don't have to be outwardly anxious or type a but you can have tension and then that'll lead to or contribute to to some of those symptoms so like the sexual dysfunction the pain symptoms the 
frequent peeing, dribbling after urination and stuff like that. So that's probably the least talked about little area of pelvic PT is like uh, younger-ish men. A lot of the times we'll get referrals for men and they're like, you want me to come for what? And like, <laughs> right. are you going to stare at my, <laughs> my junk? Yeah. If it's bothersome to you and it's really affecting sure. your like relationship or your functioning at work, you better believe people are going to come. And yeah. it's going to be weird. At least they'll think it's weird and then it's not when it's there. You know what I mean? I feel like men are probably maybe more uncomfortable by it because like as women, like we have pelvic exams right. you know it used to be yearly and now it's like a spread out a little bit more but like we've been putting our stuff in people's faces right <laughs> for medical purposes <laughs> for, yeah. okay. right. for a long time let me put a disclaimer so like we're okay. i mean I, it's not my favorite thing to do but sure. you know yeah like, where are you located in midland so i practice over at com aquatics they actually have a uh physical therapy department um there's talks about doing a couple of like pop-up educational courses or therapy services in other locations. So that's kind of like cool. to be determined. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, virtual consults. Like I get some virtual consults from old uh, places I worked at, Pennsylvania, hmm. Houston. People are like, how do you treat the pelvic floor virtually? And you you can, but you have to know what, what you're doing. And you ha- yeah. it has to be with the right person, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they have to be willing to like, all right, I'm going to give you these things. Right. You're going to try it. You're going to do it. They probably have to have a really good camera, like an iPhone 14 Pro Max or something. You know what I mean? On, right. On For Zoom. the most part, we, you know, we try not to. We'll educate you, like, hey, here's your anatomy, this, this. Right. Like, shut your camera off. Go try it. Yeah, see yeah. what you think. CIA is watching, so right. Turn that webcam off. You never know. Well, well, right. Okay, so what does what should one expect uh, when they go to their first um, therapy session with you? Yeah, so I'm gonna kind of break it up into like men, women, or kids, because it'll be different based on that. What do you want me to start with? Ladies men. first. Ladies, oh. first. Oh. Ladies All right, first. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Typically, we'll give you a pretty in depth questionnaire or medical history form we're asking all about your pee problems your poop problems or just your pee habits poop habits your births if you've had it or pregnancies any type of um, sexual functioning like do you have pain with intercourse Mm -hmm. if so when is it position dependent is it this is that just because that makes the eval very efficient because i can read it and say okay we have pain with deep penetration. We have this, 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 right? Start so, to filter, yeah. Right, so I can like hone in on the the assessment and expedite your rehab. Then what we'll do is is we'll do just a functional movement screen, and that's to kind of zoom out and see if something else is contributing to your pelvic floor, so okay. zoomed in. So we'll have you stand on one leg. We'll have you squat. We'll have you bend down. We'll we'll have you lay down. We'll check your range of motion and strength in your hips and your pelvic girdle. We'll take a look at your abdomen. We're looking at your breathing. Um, and then we're actually fortunate enough to have an ultrasound machine. So it's um, just like a sonogram, like you would get for um, if for if you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's specifically for physical therapy. Um, so usually we use it as a screening tool to look at your pelvic floor, but it's on your abdomen. So it's like you don't have to be naked, and and then we'll start the pelvic floor assessment. So usually I'll preface it like, "Hey, okay, today we're going to assess your pelvic floor. If you're able to, or if you're you know you're okay with that, it's different than an OBGYN." exam, you're 
They're not in stirrups. We don't use a speculum. It gives us an idea of how to treat you and figure out what's actually causing your dysfunction or your complaints, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll talk them through that. And basically what it is, is it's an external, we'll step, we step out. You undress kind of from the waist below. Okay. Cover yourself up with a sheet so you're not just like butt naked <laughs> there. <laughs> I was going to ask, what do you wear? Like, do you, you know? Yeah, just waist below. Cover okay. yourself up with a sheet. And then I say, okay, we'll come in. We'll take a look. We'll have you squeeze. We'll have you let go. We'll have you lengthen. And I'm just looking to see, like, is it moving the right direction? Are we coordinated or are we not? Okay. You can tell sometimes, too, based on, again, your little your sub, your history like mm -hmm. oh they're probably going to be tense right because of x y and z mm -hmm. then you'll take a look mm -hmm. and if their perineum or their lady pain or whatever yep, yep, yep. <laughs> is elevated or drawn in you're gonna know like oh, okay yep I'm, I'm thinking tension i'm thinking you know this this or whatever or if they're on the flip side where they're a little bit lax or loose um and then you ask them again like squeeze relax lengthen and you're observing what happens when you do that what does lengthen mean like, so you um got me. right <laughs> nice so your all muscles uh -huh. contract relax and stretch right so stretch right so your pelvic floor squeezes to hold your pee and poop in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Functions at rest. Okay. And then lengthens. So it relaxes when you pee. Okay. It lengthens when you poop or when you have a baby. Oh, so you're like kind of doing a pushing. Right. Gotcha. So I'll say push or I'll just say push like you're going to pass gas or like, okay. you know, push out. Um, and it's not like it's a big movement, but I'm just seeing if you have coordination of right. it or if I'm, it's going in the right direction. Gotcha. Then we palpate or touch externally just to see how it feels. Again, you're going to know if someone has tension because they'll either have pain or it'll be real rigid when you touch. So think about like when you're squeezing your bicep, contracting mm -hmm. it and you're to touch it. Yeah. Like, oh, it's pretty firm, pretty, you know, doesn't have a lot of give versus like an arm at rest, right? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be softer. So we'll usually tell them like, hey, I'm going to roadmap this for you. If you're laying on your back, like up by your clitoris is 12, your anus is six. Three's over here, nine's over here. So I'm going to tell you where I'm at on the clock just so you know so they don't freak out, right? <laughs> and then you do an internal assessment. If they consent to it, like nobody has to do it, yeah. right? It's different than an OB-GYN exam. It's not using a tool. It's a finger assessment, and typically it's painless, mm -hmm. right? So with that, you're going inside the vagina, and you're, I'm palpating different muscles okay. to see, again, tension, coordination, strength. Length. So that's where you want someone who's like being your little detective. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the assessment, I'm going to tell you, hey, look, here's what I think is primarily driving or contributing to your symptoms. And here's what you should do to start. All right. You know, I'll do that to palpate your different muscles and functioning and coordination. We'll screen you from some other things that can contribute like prolapse, like I talked about mm -hmm. before, just laxity. So yeah, so that's typically how it is for a woman. Oh, and you can also assess a woman rectally too. That's hmm. going to be more for if they have more bowel-related complaints. So with men, yeah. they don't have a vagina, but yeah. they have a rectum. So typically when you go through pelvic training for men, they teach you how to assess everybody rectally. Okay. Which is different than when, like, urologist does it. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at ish the area. But I I used to do that in the majority of men, and now I rarely do it. Because you really don't need to 
most of the time. Unless they're coming to you for bowel-specific complaints, most of your front pelvic floor is right under your testicles. It's like your perineum, right? So your taint. So that you can all palpate externally. You know what I mean? See, men always get it so much easier. I know, right? But there are some men who do... Who do need it, but that's what I, I, I'll see a lot of like men coming in for urinary complaints. Sure. Went somewhere else. Yeah, they stuck a finger in my butt and, and treated me for five visits that way and I didn't get better. And I'm like, well, your bum is here and your complaints are here. Yeah. So why aren't we looking, looking where your complaints are? You yeah, know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I always say, look, if you're coming in for testicle pain or urinary issues and they're only looking at your bum through your anus, like yeah. find someone else. Yeah, yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Are you, even, are you even at a therapist's office? Are you? How dare you? So yeah, so so that's that was at H E B. It's weird. <laughs> okay. Back room. But yeah, so so essentially it's the same for a man, but I don't like most of the time I'm not doing you will still get the symptom assessment. You'll still get the visual of like your pelvic floor. But with women you can't like move anything out of the way you kind of just look for for a man what i'll say is okay i'm gonna come in i'm gonna give you a hand towel you're gonna drape it over your genitals and just furniture out of the way <laughs> rest it up on your belly move it to the side doesn't matter right all right so just because i don't really need to see what your testicles look like you sure, know sure, if you've sure. been less they're as big as melons then you'll see right. it right <laughs> when it's abnormal Got right it. okay right so say squeeze relax push out we'll palpate externally so like near your taint on the mm-hmm. sides Maybe it's kind of near your bum. But again, it's the same thing. Like if you have a ED, let's say, and you're younger, yeah. no medical, they've screened everything medical, right. and I'm palpating on that muscle that in women surrounds the opening, but men is closed mm-hmm. and right from your balls to your anus, mm-hmm. okay? The devil's highway. Yes, there you go. That's what there it's called. If I touch that and you're like, oh, that kind of hurts or like oh that feels like a sore muscle or like that brings on my penis pain yeah i'm not near your penis right right? but i'm on the muscle that goes up in your penis right so i'll say okay symptoms yes come off no symptoms symptoms come on you know like so i'm drawing the connection and then for men it gets a little bit different when we look kind of in your inguinal canal just kind of externally palpating and then we'll look at your abdomen because your remember your belly attaches into your pelvic floor so a lot of like Mm. penis pain or tip of the penis pain or testicle pain is actually abdominal dysfunction so sometimes you'll be on someone's abdomen you know up on the left side Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know, you'll be palpating way up here. And they're like, oh, I feel that and right in the tip of my penis. That's my pain. That's my symptoms. And you're like, oh, okay, got it, right? Like, but that's because when you think about how uh, how your muscles kind of form, they start in your abdomen and they go yeah. down, just like your testicles. They start up in your belly and they, they descend down gotcha, through your yeah. inguinal it's canal. All, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, so men, again, minimal internal assessment for me, at least as a practitioner. Um, and you really don't need it. Again, we'll do any type of functional assessment too, but like typically men aren't having leakage with, you know, jumping or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's more like, oh, with prolonged sitting or when I'm working and driving and on the whatever truck or whatever around here, I'll get symptoms after sitting for a while. And so I'll say, okay, so in sitting, you're a little bit bent forward. Mm-hmm. So your spine is flexed a little bit. So I'll have them do repeated spinal movements, flexion based and say, okay, what's your testicle pain at? All right. 
five, great. Bend forward. Let's do 10 of those. And this is clothed, by the way. Okay, I'm doing it right now. (laughs) It's clothed. But I'll say, okay, bend forward 10 times and then re-rate your symptoms. So if they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, my pain is now a seven. Okay, Okay, so flexion-based exercises increase your pain. So then what you would do is you would implement some sort of extension-based exercise. Did it decrease it? You're like, yeah, it's better. Great. So then, okay, you're sitting flexed for your work. So every break you get, stand up and do these extension-based exercises. What about for, like, the kiddos? Like, how does does, uh, pelvic floor... So, so typically what I see in kids or who I see is, um, prolonged bedwetting, mm. constipation, poop leakage, pee leakage, frequent peeing, um, strong urges to pee with lack of control. So when I assess a kid, it's very different than women and men. We're yeah. not palpating sure, externally. Sure, we use the ultrasound a lot just to see how, how everything's moving. You, we'll look externally, but usually I'll be like, okay, well, you know, you, do you see these muscles here? Um, this is your poop hole and this is the muscle. So do you think it needs to squeeze or open when you, you That's know, how you'd poop? have to talk to me. It's right, right. Thing. And yeah, some people it. it works great, right? Yeah. But the kids, usually they're like, you know, they get it when right. you talk. Because every kid is like, oh, yeah, my poop hole. Like they know, they get that. You <laughs> oh, know they, what I mean? Yeah, yeah they're down. So um, then what we do, we assess it using the ultrasound. And then we'll, I'll say like, hey, do you want to see what your poop hole looks like? They're like usually like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so you just look at it like on their side. And right. a lot of times you'll say, do you want to see it in a mirror? And they'll say, yeah, sure. And then they'll do this. They'll just stare at their face. <laughs> they don't even care. You know what I mean? Oh, they right. see a mirror and they're like, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, do you see your hole moving? And they're like. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, it's not my poop hole. Your Instagram is very good, by the way. Oh yeah, nice. Thanks. Um, you got like you got like Tuesday tips. Try to do it. Right. You got to... new things on Thursdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff about poop on there. Yep. And um and like models, not like you know like in a fashion magazine, but like anatomical mm-hmm. type of thing. So it's you absolutely know, it's very cool. I read something that you put out on social media that said for every thirty five pounds that you gain as a man, uh, like you lose an inch of your you know, your eggplant your downstairs, plant. you're downstairs. Uh, what does that mean? Like, how does that work? So where's it go? <laughs> just disappears. No. <laughs> um, what happens is typically when you gain weight, you're going to gain it a little bit more around your abdomen. Okay? Yeah, okay. So it's putting pressure on your pelvis. And what you'll see is your penis length shortens and it'll actually retract inside your abdomen okay okay so it doesn't disappear like per a turtle. se yes like a turtle. exactly like okay. a turtle head right <laughs> into exactly, into exactly. okay so when you do a kegel for a man yeah this is actually one way you can kind of cue someone to do a kegel correctly and it depends on for what purpose and whatever but um you can cue them like retract your penis or contract it because remember it your belly attaches into your pelvic floor, specifically the front. So okay. where the shaft muscles are, okay, or the muscles that go up to mid shaft. Mm-hmm. So what happens is when you have increased weight, specifically around your abdomen, it kind of curls it in or it'll retract okay. it in. What about on the flip Like, because I was sitting there going like, what if I lost 350 pounds? <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? So <laughs> gaining weight you know, it's, it's going to make your penis 
shorter just Same. because it retracts. If, in. You're trying to lose, if you're trying to lose weight, just think, you're gonna get 35 pounds, just make that goal. Every 35 <laughs> pounds, you're on to something. Okay. I don't know if it, I don't think it grows like if you're at a normal weight and then you, <laughs> and then you, maybe if you have some fluff around the Dang abdomen, it. sure, why okay. not? I, I don't mean, know. I was thinking about a Mario Gelato tonight, but I don't, I don't think so anymore. It's not worth that <laughs> not one worth, inch. It's not worth it. Listen, is there anything uh, happening with you or your practice or anything you'd like the city of Midland to know? Sure. Um, so I think just know that we're here for mm -hmm. any pelvic-related complaints. Like I said, most of our referrals come from providers in the area, but there's still people every day that reach out like, I didn't know you were here, and da-da-da. And part of it is because, you know, we practice within COM, and we're in their physical therapy department, but, like, we only see pelvic Okay. Pelvic candidates. I'm not treating your knee. I'm not treating your shoulder. Like, you're coming to me for some sort of pelvic complaint. So just know that like kind of where we are, we have a free prenatal exercise class, nice. um, aquatic okay. exercise class that we host on Thursday. We're going to hopefully start offering a land-based um, exercise class for pregnant women as well. Again, we're just trying to really serve a need in Midland sure. and Odessa, and we want to help people without having any sort of you know, financial thing limit you from mm -hmm. having a healthy pregnancy and right. this a healthy birth afterwards. So yeah. um, we're going to be doing a couple of like pop-up pelvic floor and core classes around town, um, maybe some at COM and some other facilities um, in the area. So that's still kind of in the works. So be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Yeah, let us know and we'll get it up on the website. Yeah, if you have an event, put, yeah. it, put yeah. it on the website. Yeah, yeah. emails. Yeah, and then we um, we'll take uh, virtual clients too as well. If people are like, "Yeah, I have this issue, but I want to go in person for whatever reason, or you're yeah, far away, sure. or sure. time commitment, or whatever," just um, you know, reach out to our Instagram or our website, and we'll try to nice. work with you on okay. that. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. That's all you have to do because really, like YouTube doesn't even care. Like the, your retention will go like once they even think you're gonna wrap up, they're yeah. gonna go.